Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. This is Lauren Engel. Today I'm here with Golden Vessel. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> really good. <laughs> You're originally born in Brisbane. Uh, yeah, and I live in Brisbane still. Yeah. yeah. Are your parents originally from Brisbane as well? Yeah. Oh, actually, no, mom's from Melbourne and dad's from like the Sunshine Coast, but they've oh. been living in Brisbane like my whole life. What did they move to Brisbane for? Um, I think just for dad to get a, like, dad just got a job and moved yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Not that exciting. <laughs> what did they do? Um, dad's an accountant. Mm -hmm. And mom was like a primary school teacher, but now she's just like a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of your creative side from then? Uh, I think my mom, like my my dad's not super creative. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but he's like, <laughs> I guess like maths is kind of creative. Yeah. But yeah, mom like you know like did lots of art and played piano and stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. What kind of music were they playing in the house when they were growing up? Nothing that cool. Like a lot of U two mm -hmm. and. Yeah, I can't really actually like the, the like we weren't listening to the Beatles or anything like it was just like <laughs> kind of like I don't know. But were they playing a lot of music or not so much music? Um, not heaps, eh? Just like a little bit, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like a super musical house, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, but they like they got me to do piano when I was um, like four, like really young, yeah, right? Yeah, super young, yeah. Did you like it back then? No, it was okay. And then I like, I think when I turned ten or eleven, I got like a really good teacher who would kind of just be like, oh, what's the song you like right now? And I'd just tell him a song, and he'd be like, um, all right, let's figure it out. And so, like, because I was never very good at sight reading. I like, oh, just yeah, kind of, like, play by ear. So yeah. he, like, he would get me to still sight read, but he'd, he'd, like, do a lot of, like, let's just figure it out or, like, make something or... And that was really cool. I you remember that, what kind of the songs you were asking him? Yeah, like, nothing cool. Like, he <laughs> did, like, The Fray. <laughs> or, like, um... <laughs> Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Like, super, oh. super, like, not cool stuff. But, like, at the time when I was, like, I don't know, like, 10 or 11, I was, like, pretty happy with that. <laughs> Were you in some, like, school bands or anything, or? Um, uh, yeah, in high school, I was in, like, a orchestra, because I played trumpet as well. Oh, wow. For a little bit, but I was awful. And then I, like, I, yeah, I did, like, form a band with my friends um, when I was 14. And we played, like, one show, and then it, it, it ended, yeah. But what kind of music was it? Um, it was like synth pop. We were like really into Miami Horror, which is like a Australian band, and Mike Snow, mm. and um, who else were we into? Like Phoenix and the Wombats. Yeah, we were awful. It was so bad, but <laughs> yeah, it was fun as well. So it only lasted like a few months, or yeah, we like ended the whole time we were just arguing over what name we we're gonna go by. <laughs> oh we played God. one show and then we like never rehearsed again. <laughs> At yeah. that point were you already exploring like making original music by yourself? No, not really. I was like having a crack at like playing stuff on the piano, like new stuff, like making stuff. But I think what happened was I like got really excited about this band and bought a synth and spent all my money because I was like 14 I didn't have that much money. <laughs> and I like I had no money left and I had a synth and then the band kinda ended and I was like, oh I was enjoying it, but like now I ha like I bought the synth, I should probably use it. Yeah. So I just started like recording at home on GarageBand and um, 
kind of just got into it from yeah. that. So it's actually kind of a, maybe a good thing that the band Yeah. Ended. Do you yeah. think if it wasn't for that synth, you wouldn't like have that like pu like push yourself to even start music? Yeah, probably not. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for that synth, maybe we wouldn't be like. Yeah, music. yeah, we wouldn't be talking right now. If not for that Golga <laughs> three that I bought when I was fourteen. Yeah. Did your parents like your music? Um. They, were they listening to the early stuff you were making on yeah, the scene? Yeah, yeah, they were. I think they were like, oh, they were. They've always been like kind of proud, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think they like the stuff now, especially. But, mm. um, yeah, you know, like I feel like if you're a parent and your kid's like 15 and trying to make music, it's not going to be that good, and you kind of have to be like nice about it. But <laughs> yeah, I think they were. They were like, yeah, happy that I was having a go the whole time. How do you describe her personality back then, growing up? I think it was pretty energetic, mm. and like. Um, uh, Were you into sports and stuff then, or? Oh, uh, not really. Like I was, I, I've always, I've always run, like mm -hmm. running, but yeah, I don't know. I think I just, yeah, I didn't really like high school that much. It was okay, but the second I got out of high school, I felt a lot more confident and mm -hmm. um, felt like I kind of became like a real human being and not like I know school just does like weird stuff to kids. Really? Well, what do you think about like? finishing school that gave you confidence um I think it's just like school's like like it's good in certain ways but it just puts you in like a small space with not that many people for a long time uh. and it's kind of nice just to branch out and meet people that are like-minded and um have freedom to do stuff mm -hmm. yeah and what age did you come up with golden vessel um I think 15 oh around the same time yeah and so then, I've been doing it for like seven years. But it's like a random... You said in a previous interview you just wanted a name that you wouldn't regret like, yeah. in the future. Yeah, well I definitely came up with some bad ones and then I was like... I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, I feel like in five years I'm really going to feel embarrassed by this name. I feel like Golden Vessel sounds super mature for like a 15 year old. I don't know why, just something about it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, I'd... If I could choose a new name now, I would, but I'm not... Oh, really? Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not mad at the fact that... Um, have like a project called Golden Vessel. Mm -hmm. It's it's okay. I can live with it. <laughs> yeah. And did you have other people around you, like other other than your band, like trying to be a producer? Um, not really. Till I left school, and then I yeah, I guess that's when I met like some like-minded people. And how did you meet them? Kind of like a lot of it was like mutual friends, like mm. or like the internet as well. Um, I met my my best friend Connor, who makes music as accurate just via. SoundCloud like four years ago mm -hmm. and now we hang out like every day <laughs> so yeah I don't know like yeah I guess social media and stuff like that I don't know if I read in a previous interview but were you studying marketing or something yeah yeah, I, yeah. I've got a marketing degree oh um, so you went from high school and then and then you went straight to uni yeah, or college straight to uni um, yeah and I graduated like a year and a half ago oh and I was kind of juggling music and university at the same time and in my finals for my last year at university, I was on tour and we'd play a show and I'd like go home and do my assignments till 4 oh a.m. Yeah, it was like pretty rough. But when I graduated uni, it was kind of like at the right time that I could kind of do music full time. So mm -hmm. it actually worked out really well. Was it your parents that kind of made you get a degree or did you actually want one? Um, I think my parents were like, were like, we support the music thing, but I think it'd be a good idea to get a degree. I was like, you know, like, just for security. Yeah, and but, you agreed. I feel like you're the first users I know that, like, just agreed with their friends, like, yeah, I'll just get a degree Yeah, also. but, like, I think, I, I find marketing interesting. Oh. I don't know if I'd ever want to do marketing as a job, yeah. but it's, like, an interesting yeah. um, concept, and, 
weird way to like yeah i studied it too oh did you yeah yeah, yeah it's like it feels like there's something interesting about all like the advertising aspect. Yeah. I actually studied that. I was in a studying abroad in Australia and was studying oh, really? marketing. Yeah, um, in Sydney. City? In Sydney, oh, University cool. of Sydney. <laughs> yeah. You didn't think to study music? No, I didn't want to. I just I didn't feel like I would enjoy enjoy it cuz I just kind of like figuring things out for myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, the the big university course in Brisbane is like it's a lot about being in bands oh, and like yeah. you, you like for years you like pop in different bands with different other like students and then like you form bands and then write like a song and then that's your like your assignment and I kind of um, was just happy to do stuff solo mm-hmm. so yeah I thought about it but I, I was kind of like oh if I'm going to go to university I may as well do it for like a backup plan yeah. kind of thing instead of wedging myself further into a music mm-hmm. yeah. And when you first started out, you already like immediately send your songs to Triple J. Like, was it within the two weeks that you started sending out songs, or what was it? <laughs> These dogs. Yeah, I, there's a um, website called Triple J Unearthed. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's a great website. Um, yeah. They're very supportive, and they were running like a high school competition, and I didn't make the finals, so we know anything. But I put my song up, and it got played. Um, within two weeks of being put up because they were kind of like showcasing some of the entries on Triple J mm-hmm. so yeah that was pretty like exciting especially being 15 and getting played yeah. that soon <laughs> yeah do you think it like boosted your confidence up that you're like oh now I can actually make it my career or uh, was it still like I don't know if, like I was thinking about career but I was thinking yeah. I was definitely like oh it's it's like definitely a good feeling to make something and then for people to enjoy it looking back do you think like going to college kind of like slowed down your career in a way that you couldn't like focus all on music no I think it was a good thing I think it I think it was good for my work ethic Mm -hmm. because for so long I had to like juggle doing assignments and making music and playing shows and that was really hard and then the second that I finished university and I had all this time on my hands I was kind of like what do you do well I was like I felt really good about it Uh, I was like I was like oh cool like I've worked really hard to juggle the two and now I have all this time I'm just going to keep keep up the momentum I guess mm-hmm. but I feel like if I had have left high school and just gone straight into music <laughs> um, yeah I don't know if I would have uh, like put as much effort in as I did mm-hmm. yeah how, did, how else did you get your music out there early on other than the triple J like, how did people like, find you yeah SoundCloud was really big when I first started I'd say mm-hmm. it's not that big anymore, but um, SoundCloud was a really good one, and I think like in terms of shows, just like taking like opening slots for like other people playing in Brisbane. And did you already have a manager who was like helping you, or were you like what, the one booking yourself? Uh, yeah, I was like, I guess I was booking myself for a bit. I got my manager when I was um, eighteen, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what made like you... A, yeah, sorry, you said... Oh, this is like a few years where I was just doing stuff mm-hmm. by myself. And I had some people looking out for me, though, which is nice. What made you want to get a manager if you could do everything yourself? I think I didn't really know what I was doing. Mm. And it's nice to have someone that's a part of the, the decision-making and to promote you. And I don't know. I feel like, I think it's a bit weird to, like, self-promote. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it feels a bit icky. So it's nice to, like 
have someone to do it for you so, mm -hmm. you so you can just focus on making music. And then was it your manager that helped you reach out like more internationally, like working with Duckworth and everything? Yeah, I, we, we definitely um, focused on America a lot. Mm. Duckworth was just something that um, I organized myself. Oh wow. But um, He's awesome. <laughs> I yeah. interviewed him also. <laughs> yeah, he's so, so very talented. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like, yeah, um, we kind of like, I guess like you focus on Australia and then you like, it's, it's kind of like a cool thing to like think bigger picture and think America, which mm -hmm. I guess is what we're doing now, like touring here and... Do you think you kind of hit the ceiling in Australia? No, nah, definitely not. Mm -hmm. um, but I think America is just like a much bigger market. Yeah. I'd say Australia is almost like oversaturated because there's so much good music and there's not that many people. Yeah. But I think... Because you're already performing at like most of the big festivals there, so it's like... Right? Uh, some of them. Yeah. Not a, yeah not a, I guess that's why there's like, there's not a ceiling yet. There's still yeah. room to grow. But, um, yeah, definitely like America feels like it's like there's a lot more opportunity. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And then... Um, what would you say are your main inspirations for your music videos? I feel like early on you already had this specific style with like the little mic thing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think Brockhampton was a really big influence on me when mm -hmm. I kind of found like the Saturation albums and got to follow along with them putting out like just their little DIY music videos. I really liked that stuff. Um, it feels really like honest. Yeah. And really fun as well. And can, and can you tell the story about when you <laughs> went to Tokyo? <laughs> yeah. And then also you had to get a bit drunk, right? Because you're like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, we, um, we did a video for the song Dizzy. And I, one of my best friends, Matt, is a um, filmmaker. And I was like, oh, it'd be kind of cool just to do like a few little videos in Tokyo. Like if I bought you a ticket, like would you want to just come for like two weeks and we'll have like a little holiday as well. So we went and we had an idea of me singing in a karaoke bar. Mm -hmm. But just with my own microphone. But on the night we couldn't find like a karaoke bar that would like let us or was the right fit. And so, um, yeah, I just had a couple of drinks and just like sang on the street. <laughs> I, I think it's a bit so of, like, cool because you can boost. see it. Yeah, yeah like uh, yeah. Japan in the back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We were like really, we're trying real careful to toe the line of being like respectful though. Yeah. Like, we don't want to be like in people's faces. Mm -hmm. Like I think that's a bit... Um, yeah, it's not a good thing. But yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. But yeah, we also want to have a bit of... And when did you get into Murakami? I don't know. I think there's <laughs> this funny thing going on of like people thinking I'm like the biggest Murakami fan. <laughs> um, but I really enjoy his books. Um, but I haven't read like every book of his. Mm -hmm. um, but like my friend Connor Akure, he kind of got me into him. And oh, okay. Yeah. I think I just like, I, he's like a Japanese author and I was reading it while I was in Japan and that made it like a really cool experience like in his books he talks a lot about trains and cats mm -hmm. it's kind of like two recurring uh themes and so like reading it on the bullet train and like being oh, in the, yeah, like that just cool. made it really cool yeah. to read in that situation <laughs> yeah and also you're into is it film photography yeah. and photoshop yeah when did you get into it maybe three years ago um one of my close friends is a guy called sean pike and he does a lot of my photography mm -hmm. and he shoots just on film and um just started to hang out with him just to take photos for Golden Vessel but then I just kind of started shooting as well and really fell in love with it. I think I definitely want to take it a bit, like try and like do photography work 
and take it a bit more seriously maybe next year. Like do it for other people or more yeah, of your project? Yeah, I just, it's so much, I just really enjoy shooting and it'd be cool to put together like um, creative works with photography or do a book or like an oh, exhibition. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah, I'm really yeah. interested in that type of stuff. Um, so I'm just starting to think about what that would look like maybe mm -hmm. for next year. Yeah, but oh, Yeah, it's, nice, it's like a nice outlet that isn't music. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what's the main inspiration behind Slow Shine? Um, I don't know. I think it's like, uh, the, I guess the the main thing that I wanted to do with Slow Shine was just have a platform for my friends and I to make fun music with. So all the songs have like so many friends contributing and um, I think, yeah, that's, I just wanted, because I just really enjoy collaborating with people. And so I think that's, I was just like, cool, I just want to make an album with like lots of people and have a lot of fun with it. And so I guess that was like the main inspiration, my friends. And actually, was it difficult going from like you just making music by yourself to like working in studios with so many people? Or did it come naturally to you? Um, I think I've always been collaborating, but I just have more of an opportunity to do it now. Mm -hmm. But yeah, none of it was really like studios or it would just be like a friend coming over and we'd just record some stuff and then I'd try and fit it into like a song or... Yeah, it was always like pretty low-key, mm -hmm. I think. Being in a big studio with lots of people kind of is a bit. I can it can work really well, but it yeah. also it can feel a bit like not that natural. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how would you say the Australia music scene has changed compared to when you were like 15 working on music? Um. I think. I'm no. Uh, maybe not so much in the last six years, but like definitely in the last 10 or 15. Mm -hmm. It feels like there's been a lot more crossover between genres in terms of people just being friends as well like there'll be like people in like a rock band who are friends with like a producer who are friends with a rapper and everyone just kind of hangs out and supports each other mm -hmm. maybe I just didn't know if that existed because I was like in the music <laughs> industry but like I've definitely seen that like kind of strengthen more and more just like cross um like friendships from genres and mm -hmm. worlds which is like a cool thing to be a part of yeah yeah how do, you, how do you say your music has changed compared to the early songs you've made? I definitely uh, value the value songwriting more. Mm. When it, like when I was first starting, I was like, oh, I just want to do cool sounds. And like if someone sang on a song, I wouldn't really care what they sang about because I was just like, oh, like it's the sound of the vocal, not what they're singing about. But I feel like that's what a lot of EDM producers get trapped into. Yeah. <laughs> so all the vocals sound so similar. Yeah. The lyrics are all just the same thing. Mm. And I think... Just recently, maybe in the last two years, I kind of was like, oh, actually songwriting is the maybe more of like a art form than just like making cool sounds. Yeah. Like, um, it's kind of easy to make cool sounds, but it's like quite a skill to succinctly say something in a song and make it really catchy, but also like moving. And um, so I think like when Blonde by Frank Ocean came out, I listened to that album like twice a day for like a year oh, like wow. it really just changed my opinion and so I think with like um newer Golden Vessel stuff I've kind of just been like oh songwriting is almost like the primary focus now and then the cool sounds kind of come around it so mm -hmm. I guess that's like been a switch yeah. yeah how do you say you've grown as a person compared to when you were younger oh so many ways I think um I think like a big part of it's just being really realistic about like what music is and doing it as a job and um, how people connect with it. And 
I think also, yeah, just like enjoying the moments as well. Mm -hmm. Like, um, just like playing shows and meeting people after the shows. I've just like recently, like, well, not recently, but like realized that's like a really cool yeah. like, thing to be like a part of. Mm -hmm. And just really like, I think my favorite thing is to make music with friends. So just like not letting that, like, like just really savoring that. Yeah, I think just like appreciating things more is probably what I've. Yeah. Learned. Yeah. What would you say have been the biggest challenges in your life so far? I think just growing up and like figuring out what is important to me mm -hmm. and like, like values and being surrounded by really good people. It's not been a challenge, but it's just been like made the challenges easier, I guess. Oh, I like that. Yeah. 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 I think it's like it's who you surround yourself with, which is really important. Mm -hmm. um, I heard this like stat is like if your five closest friends put on five or like 10 pounds, you'll probably put 10 pounds on as well. Oh, yeah. Or if they lose 10 pounds, you'll probably yeah. also lose 10 pounds. So I think, like, not that that's challenges, but it's, like, I think just realizing that the people around you are really important mm -hmm. and they help. I really like that. Yeah. 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 What does love mean to you? Yeah, that's another big question. Here. <laughs> um, what does it mean? Being really genuine and honest and I think it's a lot about giving and not taking mm -hmm. being like sacrificial yeah I think it's more I think for me in my head it's more of like a caring thing than like a like a big like emotional feeling last question what do you want to be remembered for I'd like to be remembered for like small interactions rather than like putting out like the most prolific album it'd just be cool to be known as someone that like was down to earth or nice to be around or I don't like I think mm -hmm. that stuff's like has like a longer lasting impact than like being cool or yeah yeah I yeah. agree but maybe yeah. maybe uh, maybe I won't get remembered for that maybe I'm a <laughs> human being nah, I hope not. <laughs> but yeah I think yeah, yeah that's that's more important mm -hmm. yeah I love this thank you so much thank you nice to talk to you <laughs> bye see you later
a lot of sticky ones and you know when you're our age Josh is 31 I'm 28 we're not like kids you know so when you've been like in a few management situations or a few label situations or anything like that and they haven't gone the way you initially planned meeting someone like Rossi seems a bit too good to be true mm. you know and like the whole disciple crew all these videos you were like right they all look like real posy and everyone's real happy but is it like that and and that was kind of our initial like concern or at least it was mine um, and yeah no it really is like there is a great great vibe and being a small label in a small kind of genre it's like it's easy to maintain that really good vibe yeah and that's what it is really it's just a really good family vibe and everyone looks out for everyone there's no bitchiness like everyone's supporting mm. everyone's music someone has a release and it's bumped on everyone's pages and that's great yeah and it's not a it's not a guy in the office doing it it's us you know mm -hmm. i think that that is something that will always kind of make people like me and josh you know want to like gravitate towards that it's just like sweet man Mm -hmm. actual real people being really nice to each other and it's refreshing it's yeah. like you want to make music and send it to someone who you flip and respect and have them get right back to you and like you know send send their shit and like you know it's just really nice nothing's contrived or fake it's just it's real it's, it's like it's rare it's a unique thing that they've got and they've worked like five years to get that yeah so, yeah big up disciple crew does it feel a bit different because you've been in like bands and doing drums your whole life and now maybe you categorize under more of like a EDM producer or...? Uh, no, not, not particularly. So I'm um, yeah. like, again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't champion my production skills. I suck. I'm pretty deaf. You mm -hmm. know? Um, I've, I've done like thousands of shows in my life. Um, I wouldn't... I think I did a hearing test recently and I struggled to hear over 10.5k. So oh my gosh. I'm like... I'm sure I'm, I'm I'm heading for a hearing aid before I'm like 35, so I wouldn't like jump in the producer seat and want to make a banger straight away. But like in in terms of like songwriting, I still enjoy like putting together a, a, a piece of work. That being said, Josh has worked on everything in the last two EPs, mm -hmm. the one that we just dropped, Echoes, and this new one. He's basically just been whipping them up, yeah. fucking quick. Like I think he did this last one in one week, <laughs> but like. The, the, the bulk of the work, I, like, you know, in one day, I'm pretty sure he sent me over two almost finished songs kind of from that EP that are both on the EP. So he's kind of on fire at the moment. Um, as far as, like, my contribution, like, so I've got a sample pack coming out with Virtual Riot mm -hmm. um, for, like, just, just drums, like, yeah. exclusively, like, rhythm and dubstep drums. It's got a cool name, um, and I'm going to put it all on, like, line very soon. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure when this is going to go out, but if it's sometime soon, it'll probably be dropping at the same sort of time. So yeah, um, yeah. In the next month anyway. Mm -hmm. So that'll be all. That'll be all available for everyone to sort of uh, grab off uh, off the internet when it's all dropped. There'll be a link to everything, and yeah, hopefully uh, everyone starts using my shit and yeah. their songs because that's kind of what I like. You know, I, I, I like. I think drums are such a massive part of dubstep or any EDM genre for that matter, or any genre of music. So like, if I can make as many six sample packs as I can make for different like things, like a future bass one with future bass fills and you know drum and bass ones with drum and bass breaks and just keep doing that, that's kind of my contribution. That's where I want to aim to be in the next few years is just like keeping Josh laced with like drum pack, uh, you know, drum samples and stuff that he can use in, in, in the music mm -hmm. he makes. Because it kind of makes everyone's life easier when there's real good stuff to just drag and drop, you know? That's kind of the, the new the new way of making tunes. I mm -hmm. think if you're sat there like programming all day long, it kind of gets super boring when you're trying to put down an idea. So that's yeah. kind of, that's my thing. I want to mm -hmm. get like new and creative drum loops in the mix and make dubstep a bit more 
dynamic and fun and live and real. That's my aim. That's my goal. Yeah. Yep. Day to day, if he's doing more of the producing, are you more? Of, do you do more of the the live like live performance, like getting into that, or day to day? How do your roles so, uh, differ? So we like well, we do shows together. Yeah. We prepare for shows together, so that side of it's kind of uh, kind of normal. It's mm -hmm. more just like Josh will have a lot of times in the diary when we're not touring. There's no shows, and it might be like two weeks, or even like five days in between shows, and it'll just be like block booked out with like. EP production so he'll know exactly how long he has and the deadline will be in that month at some point and he'll just have maybe like two block book weeks to work on it mm -hmm. and that's kind of how that works now normally we used to write as you know when we were four people there'd be four people in a room but like I said Josh is uh since he's been like in LA since we moved over here I think just hanging around hanging around with a whole bunch of people on Disciple it's like they almost treat music production like a game it's 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 like you know like let me see your new ids like you know and people go go home and whip up two or three new ones it's um it's just like the, the speed at which people are making like really sick playable music has just gone tenfold in the last few years so now that josh is kind of like on that it's yeah it's like you know if you, if you blink you might miss a tune Mm -hmm. um, I know we made a drum and bass one last night. I saw him tweet about it. So, <laughs> you know, but that's mm -hmm. that's the nature of it. When when inspira inspiration is 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 kind of striking, you got to go with it. What does success mean to Modestep? Oh, that's a very difficult question. To be honest, I'm, I'm I'm fairly certain we can consider ourselves successful. The amount of stuff we've come kind of come through, mm -hmm. um, and we're still an act. You know, it's been almost ten years for for Josh um, and six for me. So. Um, yeah, no, I, I'd say, I'd say what is success? Will you ever know if you're killing it at the time? Probably, probably not. You'll probably look back after six months or a year and be like, holy fuck, man, that summer festival season killed it. But, yeah. you know, you won't know until you're on your headlining dates playing to, you know, an, an eighth of that many people. You won't know until, you know, you feel it. You know, there's certain sobering things in, in, in the music industry that will kind of make you feel like unsuccessful and there's ones that will make you feel like you're a king, so. Mm -hmm. You just gotta fake the rough with this move. Yeah, we have. I'd say we're successful. Yeah. Right? And, and like stupidly lucky to be able to do it. Dubstep took a dip, and like our own country, where where it's from, wouldn't play it on the radio. You know, it, it was getting no love. So, for for Josh to have kind of kept playing dubstep, even in all of that climate, mm. you know, he, you know, when you could have been playing house and other things. You know, and I'm not naming names, I'm not chatting shit, I'm just saying, like, there's a certain amount to be said for acts that don't, you know, stray too far from the path of the cause. So, like, I always say the same band comes back to them every time, but Iron Maiden have done the same record for, like, 35 years. It's always the same branding, it's the same type of tunes, it's, it's like, that's why they're, they're still relevant, and they're still big today, and still selling sh shows out, because... You know, they've given their fan base exactly what they want. So once you have a fan base, which most of have, it's really important to not alienate them or push them away and give them stuff that they, they don't want or, or, or are interested in. You know, yeah. you, you know, but at the same time, it's playing to like the people that make you a band. You've got to keep yourself happy and mm -hmm. fulfilled. So it's, it's a balance. Yeah, it's a I love balance. this. Yeah, thank you so much. No worries, no worries. <laughs> Bye.